Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I mentioned this earlier about the Forgotten Five talking about the National Toy Hall of Fame. Um, I've been a fan of the Toy Hall of Fame over the years. I've spoken with a, a number of those people who are connected to the Toy Hall of Fame because, after all, who doesn't like playing with stuff? So chatting this at this hour with Shane Reinwald, who's the Senior Director of Public Relations for the Strong National Museum of Play, to talk about the Forgotten Five. Hey, thanks for making yourself available on this Saturday, Shane. I do appreciate it. Uh, how are you this fine day? Yeah, doing well. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on. Always a pleasure to talk toys. Well, yeah, why wouldn't you want to, right? Now, I call it the Strong National Museum of Play. How does this differ, or is it just considered the Toy Hall of Fame? Yeah, so the National Toy Hall of Fame, it's a program at the um, Strong National Museum of Play. So the museum is huge, 375,000 square feet, and we have the world's largest collection of play-related objects, so toys, dolls, board games. Um, so we have a, a few programs within the museum, and the Toy Hall for us really is an opportunity to have these bigger, broader conversations about these toys, what they mean to all of us, to share those memories, and to get people really talking about the toys and the sort of impact and influence that they've had because, you know, toys aren't just play. They, they really do reflect our culture and our times. Oh, absolutely, and the way the times have changed. Where, where's the Toy Hall of Fame or the Strong Museum located? Yeah, so we're up in Rochester, New York. So, uh, Perfect. You know, quick, uh, quick hop from some of the major cities in the Northeast. Maybe a little bit more of a hike from Minneapolis, but definitely worth the trip if anyone's heading out that way. We'll get there, yes, because I, as I understand <laughs> it, you, you can tell me if I'm, if I'm mistaken here, but some of these toys are, are there today in, in a hands-on situation to be able to, to try out, to see what the attraction has been over the years. Yeah, and that's the great thing about the museum is that we are a history museum at our core, so you can see all of these objects. You can see the very first prototype of Monopoly and some of these other big popular toy items. But we also have fully interactive exhibits. So it's one thing to, to look at an old board game or an old toy, but it's something else entirely to, as a family, be able to sort of talk about the history of it and then play a gigantic version of it. All right, well, now we need to talk about the Forgotten Five. Uh, the the way I understand it, time. <laughs> yeah, you can tell me if I'm if I'm wrong, but these are toys that have been considered in the past, but just didn't make the cut into the Toy Hall of Fame, right? 
Yeah, so traditionally we induct free toys in any given year, and there's a set process and then an advisory committee that works through all of that. Um, but this year it's the 25th anniversary of the Toy Hall of Fame, so there was a group sitting around that said, we need to acknowledge this. We need to do something fun to mark the 25th anniversary. And really the first idea that came up was, let's let the public for the first time ever have the final say. It's popular vote, and they get to put a toy in the Hall of Fame. And then, of course, the next question is, what's the pool that they're picking from? So we went back, we looked, who's been a finalist many times? Who's sort of been on that precipice? They've been on the cusp of making the hall, but they get tossed back into the toy bin. You know, you can think of any other Hall of Fame, and there's (laughs) those folks that everybody would cry out and say, I can't believe that they're snubbed every year. So these were all four-time or more finalists. I think a few of them were five-time finalists. So they are the the ongoing snubs for the Hall of Fame, and one will no longer be snubbed. Well, do you want to detail them for us? Can you, uh, in your own fashion? Uh, I, sure. I tried to outline them, but I would rather get it from you. My guest, Shane Reinwald, the Senior Director of Public Relations for the Strong Museum and the Toy Hall of Fame. Give us the rundown. Yeah, so what I love about these Forgotten Five is that they're all totally different playthings. They're the entire scope of play. So there's Physical play, imaginative play, doll and action figure play. Um, so we'll start with the Fisher Price Corn Popper, which is so ubiquitous. I think probably most households have one of those laying around somewhere, or even if it's up in the attic or in the garage. But there's a time in a kid's life when they're just starting to walk that that corn popper has a magical moment um, with kids. And I think most parents probably think back fondly on the kid pushing it around, though I'm sure we were all a little bit annoyed at the time by the by that crazy popping sound that it, it um, induces, but it's something that's just popular. It's been around since the 50s, still making them today. Uh, next up, we have My Little Pony, which was huge in the 1980s. That, I think, was its peak, its heyday. It was outselling Barbie at that time. It really was uh, unique in the sort of doll world, but it's had a resurgence recently, and it's something that's really had longevity. Um, Pez is an interesting one. So if we think of those little Pez candy dispensers, they sort of cross that line of a toy. They have these figures. You can play with them. But they're also a collectible. And that's what a lot of people um, in this day and age, they're, they're big fans. They're big collectors. And collecting in itself is a playful hobby. Um, and then Pogo Stick, which really hits that outdoor play. It was completely unique when it came out. And it was challenging, and I think that's what made it playful. I remember growing up, kids in the neighborhood had them, and I was never the best at it, um, but we always had contests, and we would time each other and see who could do it the longest. And some of the challenge and trying to beat your previous record, that's what really made it playful. And then okay. last but not least is Transformers, which came out in the 1980s, and that was during the era where Toys were often combining with cartoons. So if you think of He-Man and Masters of the Universe, that had a big cartoon that was huge in the 80s. Um, G.I. Joe, which had come out much earlier, but that had a a cartoon in the 80s. And Transformers really fall right in line with that. Completely unique toy, allowed kids to change and transform, hence the name, these action figures. Um, But a big pop culture icon, too, because of the, the show in the 80s. And then I think... It's beaten out all of those other toys we mentioned as far as continuing kind of pop culture yeah. because of the movies. It seems like every year there's a new movie. Like they yeah, have abs- lived on. 
it it lasts. It it has yeah. uh, some durability to it. Now, if people want to vote, because um, when does the voting close? In the next couple of days, right? Yeah, so October 24th. So there's still a few days left to vote. Um, so the museum's website, museumplight.org, you can find a National Toy Hall of Fame tab there, and it'll take you right to the voting. And folks can vote once a day for their favorite. Once a day. And do you? I don't suppose you want to give any indication as to where the lead is coming from. I can share with you that I posted this on Facebook, on my Facebook page, and I, I will tell you this, the overwhelming favorite, and maybe it's because of the age we either had them ourselves or our children certainly had them, that was the popcorn popper from Fisher Price. Oh, loved it. Yeah, love to hear that. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to influence the vote based on, and I actually haven't looked at it today, but when I looked at it yesterday and the day before, there were a few toys that were flip-flopping back and forth. So it wasn't any, nobody was running away with it at that moment, which isn't to say that there couldn't be a, a campaign or a group that gets behind it and that it starts to, but we, as of yesterday when I looked, we're really in that sort of every vote counts territory. Okay, well, that's good to know. You know, somebody told me, and tell me if I have this corrected, there are all kinds of toys that have already made the cut um, over the years, the 25 years now that we're coming up on, uh, including, is this right, is a stick in the Toy Hall of Fame? The stick is in. The stick went in in 2008, which I only remember because that's when I started with the museum and at the Toy Hall of Fame. But, yeah, we think super broadly about what a toy is. For us, it's not necessarily something that you buy on Amazon or has to be branded or has to be sort of made as a plaything. Um, everyday objects become playthings. If you think of um, you know, how many kids run out in the backyard and grab a stick and it becomes a wand, it becomes a sword, they throw it in a creek bed and, it, and they race it against other ones and it becomes a boat. And it's a vehicle for play. So in that sense, it was sort of a, a no-brainer. I brought that up at dinner last night when I was out with friends, and the, the, they said the same thing about it. it could be a sword, it could be this, whatever. On a rainy no, day, a you imagination. Could, rainy day, you could drop it alongside the curb and watch it float down the street to the sewer, um, or, or whatever may be happening. So, <laughs> they got it. I love to hear that. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, and again, Rochester, New York, for the uh, Strong Museum, the National Toy Hall of Fame is within it. How many toys? On, well, I, I could probably do the math. What, you got some 75 toys so far in the hall? Yeah, I think, I think we might just be over 80 now. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, do, you have a, do you have a personal favorite that's already in? Just because I played with them so often, um, I have a, many fond memories of, G.I. Joe's and playing with those in the sand pit and burying them in the backyard. So that's one that definitely stands out for me. If, if I throw a toy out, can you tell me whether it's in or not? Uh, if, if I can recall all, all, right. all 80 plus off the top of my head, um, do you remember, I'm pretty good at it. But <laughs> do, you, do you remember color forms? I do, was, and those I'm, I'm pretty sure aren't in, but I... I know that they've been nominated and potentially a finalist in the past. I know they've come up in conversation quite a bit. All right. I was just curious because I remember uh, having them and you would, you know, put the raincoat on the kid and um, yep. <laughs> ha 
hand him the umbrella, whatever it was in that particular case. So, uh, Shane, thank you so much, especially on a Saturday afternoon, being available. And I hope you get a good turnout. And uh, if people go to the, uh, just look online, you can find a chance and you can vote once a day, now through the 24th. And the results will be published when? So we're looking to announce um, November 10th. So we'll announce the three inductees chosen the traditional way and then the, the special fourth pop, popular vote inductee. Okay, so good stuff. Spoken. Shane, thank you so much for joining me here on WCCO today. I do appreciate it. Yeah, appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.